Hello, welcome to Monsters of Talk. I am Margaret Cho. I am here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim, today we have a very special guest on a Monsters of Talk. very special guest. This is our really good friend. And he's a really amazing comedian, um, car enthusiast, uh, you know, just all around amazing guy, great guy. Please welcome Scott Silverman. Thank you. Thank you. It is great to be here, you guys. I thought you were going to say skincare enthusiast. Skin- oh, well, Scott, today, <laughs> I got him some presents in Koreatown. I went. Oh, yeah. I got him some uh, blackhead uh, cleaning strips, <sighs> which are pretty much illegal in the United States. <laughs> I think they're banned because the Bayori. Do you remember the Bayori strips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these are, these are, those are not really around that much. No, I still see them because remember we used them back in the 90s when they first came out. And mm-hmm. I still remember the experience very strongly. Oh, yes. But they hurt. The, I had They're one on my nose. They're bad for you, actually. Yeah. They, they were like um, stuck so hard on my nose. And then I pulled it out and it looked like a hairbrush. <laughs> because it was like there was so many fibers stuck to it. And it was like poor lines, you know. So <sighs> that would just, And I, I actually uh, press, expressed a blackhead today. And it was so long. It was over an inch long, oh my and God. I almost saved it for him, I, for Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, and then I was holding it for like a good five or six minutes, and I thought, I'm, I can't fucking sit here and hold this. He's not going to be over for another two hours. It's disgusting. You couldn't have it framed. I should have put out like so a, fa- a Fabergé blackhead. Oh, it's just like the most <laughs> amazing blackhead. Pl- it's in the front of uh, it's in the beginning of American Horror Story in one of the jars. Yeah, I mean that's how bad it was. It was like really it was it was like formaldehyde. (sighs) Wow. So these Biore strips they were, did they get rid of them? Did they ban them? I thought that they were banned. I think that people just realized there is a version of them that's good. Maybe these are the ones that don't pull up the skin because it pulls out all of the blackheads like stalagmites. That's what they look like. Yeah. So it's like, ugh. Yeah. Um, but uh, it also pulled up the first layer of skin, which is actually bad. Oh. So. Uh, but it was just a self-controlled thing because you didn't have to actually wait till it dried. If you just pulled it off right mm-hmm. pretty quickly while it's still wet, it wouldn't have like that kind of adhesive effect. It's when you like leave it on your face when it dries, mm-hmm. then it gets really, then it gets really painful. How, but how that's also when it, it gets about really deep. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> a weird trade-off. Scott, I'm going to leave them on there uh, for two days and I won't have to do this for six months. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was just like, it's going to pull, pull the dirt out from my mouth. Like, like <laughs> through my cheeks you pull out your fillings because <laughs> it really is very um it, it if you let it dry so you should only have it on for maybe two or three minutes yeah so you were you were fracking your blackhead <laughs> ah! i was doing deep drilling yeah, so fracking he's so fracking she better frack <laughs> oh god so. but it's um yeah so he got that he got um a a, a whole cleansing kit mm-hmm. and he got some other um Masks, and then I gave him the best thing is a new Korean male skincare that's it's very hot and for men, and um, it's uh, sunblock mm. that's oh, very matte. So and it's like pretty much the high the highest quality sunblock mm-hmm. out right now. Wow! So and you know because Koreans are really obsessed with being pale. So it has to do with like the the fact that if you were working in the fields, then you would be tan, and if you were able to stay inside and be leisurely, you could be pale. And that look is so valued still. So even since this, the Joseon century or whatever, Joseon, whatever it's called, the <laughs> dynasty, whatever, but that's how they've been. I just go with uh, with uh, Strawberry Baranus. <laughs> She's a bit too leisurely. 
<laughs> so leisurely. I just like to be pale because if I'm not pale, I'm super pink, which is not not like the rock star pink, just like really pink, like lobstery red. And that's what gives you zits. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the sun gives me acne and wrinkles. So mm-hmm. it's like it's a double strike. I really know. No, <laughs> it's just a fail. I know. Well, the, the sunlight is really it's damaging. I mean, but we do need a, a measure of vitamin D. A measure. I you know? don't put it on my arms and I drive in a T-shirt. But mm-hmm. I, my head is coated right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like when they cast, like they're gonna blow up a head, so they're gonna make that full head cast. That's what that's what you are right now. You got those two straws in your nose, so you can breathe, and they're they're molding that. You know, I wish. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, I know they're wrong. You know, if it's not part of your culture, it's, you know, but I love burkas. I want one. I see that as practical. That <laughs> well, is because my I, kind of I actually protection. have a couple of those. Um, and I, I think that um, the, they, the, the, the sun protection, the SPF is pretty high <sighs> in those, you know, <laughs> they really, mm-hmm. they really do um, work for sunblock. Exactly. And there's some beautiful women under there because they're kept fresh. But it's no. weird because they have the most, like, you know, when you go, like when I was in the, in the um, in a, uh, Cairo, um, I was there belly dancing and they, um, the, uh, so a lot of the women were walking around um, fully covered uh-huh. and, um, but in the windows, shop windows, the lingerie was so nasty. <laughs> I mean, it was like shit, oh like clocks <laughs> on it, like arrows, just fucking crazy lingerie shit like I mean it's like a dartboard is on one there's like games I mean it's like really fucking nuts and I'm like what the fuck and so you start visualizing like oh I think these women are wearing this under I think they're fully done a lot of them are really fully the makeup is really fierce and it's really done and all designer stuff um you know but it's it's kind of you don't see it but they got to put a thing on it yeah, well, I think it's, I, I mean, even when I'm there, I do actually really pretty much cover up because I, I feel like I just don't want to have a problem. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to create a problem. Well, I, I feel bad for the, I, like, I don't want the other, the women there to feel weird and oh. I don't want to feel weird and it, it's, so I just kind of want to fit in and, you know, and it, it's kind of hard to do that with like a bunch of American belly dancers who <laughs> are like really like, you know, angry about the idea yeah. of covering their hair. Exactly. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's up to you. I mean, it's, it's fine, you know, but it's just a different, so I just feel different when I don't do it. Yeah. It's totally understandable. And I think that a measure of it is due to the climate because they want to protect themselves from the, the real the intense, intense climate. Sun. Yeah. But I, I mean, I like to put my stuff on my, like a, cover my hair. Cause then I feel like Christian Amanpour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause when she goes there, she does that. Uh-huh. She, she, yeah, she wears a she, scarf she around her head. Covers up. And just makes her so much more fierce. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's already fierce. The Christian. Right. <laughs> I've always thought like scarves were fierce. I thought like from the seventies on, and the the turban is like the outgrowth of the scarf. You know, it's like just a bigger scarf. Like remember when women used to rock those? Like I guess maybe it was the thirties and the fifties, but in the seventies too. Oh yeah, like a, yeah, that's always beautiful. Like a Grace Kelly oh, yeah. scarf. It's always pretty, mm-hmm. but um, that you can you know get in your convertible and then go to the, the CNN uh, museum and go to the what is it the um it was the. the uh, we, we, we were going to go to the CNN museum to, so we could go in the um, Christian Amanpour accent practice room. <laughs> I didn't know CNN had a museum. Is that real? Yes, down in Atlanta. No. Yeah. 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 
Uh, so but it, a- it, since she now is predominantly on ABC, they've replaced it with the Anderson Cooper bitch please room. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna's been in there all week. She's totally been practicing. She's been in there. Him. That was quite a kiss. He kind of grabbed her. I know. Well, wouldn't you? I totally would. I know. It's great. I would, so. Uh, I, oh, I wow. love them both. They're great. Oh, They're really so great. They're so cute. She looked great in that suit, too. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that Gloria Vanderbilt is his mother. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so like, oh, I see, because he's so elegant mm. also. Yeah. It's so yeah. cute. It's the Shirley MacLaine, Warren Beatty thing. Like, they're related. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Right. It's she's really amazing. cool. She's she really amazing. amazing. Um, Scott and I met in uh, San Francisco way long time ago mm-hmm. at Josie's Juice Joint. And this was a gay, um, it's like a, not a bar. It was like a um, juice joint. It was like a coffee shop. But they also had a very, very large theater in the back. Large for uh, what that, that, you know, community was the size of that, the, you know, like the venues. It's pretty mm-hmm. big. Yeah. It was, yeah. And, um, it, it was a place where you would see a lot of people. Um, it's a place where you could go see Michelle Schacht. Yes. It's not now, um, Michelle Schacht, uh, of course, everybody's talking about her and, and um, the things that she uh, may or may not have said on uh, her show um, in San Francisco, not at Josie's Juice Point because no. it's not around anymore. But um, I, I feel bad. You know, I wrote a, a whole piece about it and it was on the Huff, Huffington Post and I feel... It's like, um, I love her music. And I was listening to Anchorage, and I, I, I was remembering me and Rebecca Corrin at a, a, in, the, in the parking lot of this, um, this like, it, it was in uh, Marin Headlands or something, and it was like very, very scary. And uh, there was a guy like hiding in the bushes or the cornfield, and he came out, and I saw him. Uh, behind her head through the glass window of the car and I saw him like raise his arm to hit something and I just got out of there. I mean, I I know, I remember one thing that she like lifted her hand up and then she locked the door and then I uh, just peeled out as fast as I could and he knocked the back of my car with some sort of weapon and he knocked the ick off the Buick off my car so it just said boo <laughs> and um, we were out of there but he was screaming fucking dykes you fucking dykes like screaming screaming and it was so terrible and so like you know it, it, in a sense um, the, you know, like Anchorage was actually like like could have been my song to Rebecca Corn or you know to you know it was like girl to girl song whatever um, and it was very so that's why it's a kind of like she's, she's Michelle Shock is sort of implicated in that memory of being on the kind of the good side of what I was experiencing. And I think for a lot of people in the gay community, her music represents a lot of the good side of her. And so I don't know um, what's going on. She's tweeted at me. Uh, she said she loves me and the, the things that I just don't understand. So I wanted to ask her to come on the podcast to see if she would. I haven't heard back, but I mean, I don't, I don't, um, think everybody understands who she is really also. I think a lot of people that are talking about this issue don't really know her work like we do. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we just, she's like Josie's Juice Joint. She's like totally. this kind of queer San Francisco alternative rocker, but, um, which is, you know, big part of my life. And I, I just, uh, I, I think people get really, really mad and people get really mad at her for these um, supposedly, I guess, I, I don't know what she said, so I don't even understand her. And I don't know what she means still. She's so cryptic to me. Yeah, it's like she's talking song lyrics and you have to interpret it for yourself. 
Um, and my experience with Michelle with uh, Michelle Shocked is through you and my sisters. And I feel badly because my sisters are straight, but they're really disappointed in one of their old heroes right now because she was so terrible or said what you know seems so terrible. Mm-hmm. So that's that's bad because that's part of everybody's childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we were young adults. Yeah. And you don't want that taken away because mm. we love those songs. I, I was confused because I, I read uh, I read the, the, some of the quotes of what she said, and I thought I thought, are you sure it wasn't Michelle Bachman? It <laughs> <laughs> did a concert in San Francisco. It seems weird on its own. It could have been Michelle Everybody Bachman. Was so but high. She said those things, and now her, her apology now is that. I was speaking like, like, you know, when people say, well, I was doing a character of mm-hmm. that's what the evangelicals think about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing. And you didn't quite get it. And maybe I didn't express myself. And I want to say, well, if that's what they believe about gay people, why are you one of them? Right. 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 If you know it's hateful speech, mm-hmm. why are you then aligned with them? Because she's not really. Because exactly. she also said. And, and and these are my feelings as well, or these are my thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds too like she has no way to back up what she said because maybe they're not really her views. Yeah. It's just the religion has has spoken this stuff, and you go, okay, oh, that, that's what I believe. But then you have no you have no foundation to speak on it because mm-hmm. it's not really your belief. And I don't right. know what her belief is because everything she's tweeted out has been kind of indecipherable. Yeah. From yeah. reality, and yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like say, oh, she's a horrible person. This, I think, I don't quite understand what she's, where she's coming from, and I'm not sure if she does either. Right. And she's really, it's just, I don't think she's got any way of, of, um, and you can't really express yourself in Twitter either. No, no, because it's because it's impossible. just too brief for, you know, if it's if it was just a minor thing. Mm-hmm. You could, but this is way too big. Yeah. And, and I don't know what her, her point was. Right, right. I don't know. I don't understand either. And I feel, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to be a bully. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to kick people when they're down. It's like a horrible thing to well, feel. Like, I don't want to be shitty. Exactly. You kind of, you, you want to kind of come on here and bash her and say, what a stupid this and that and whatever. But I think we should just be Christian and kind of forgive her. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, that's and say it. that I hope that, I hope that she realizes her own and if she does feel that way then own it yeah don't bullshit around and hide behind oh i was being joking or whatever Mm -hmm. but i don't you know that's the thing for me i'm not a religious person and i know i know some people who are very religious and they're wonderful people and they're examples of religious people who are assholes Mm -hmm. who only want to oppress people Mm -hmm. and some who just want to get money off the off the you know the the poor people who who Mm -hmm. are actually faithful but that's why I just I hate oppression and I hate bigotry and I hate when people use the Bible for that. Right. As a not religious person, that's why I'm not religious. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of that. No. And I don't know why she. That's the thing. I, she just seemed like she was so. Just I mean, I first I haven't heard about her in, in forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but and and that's not a put down or anything like that because nobody's heard of me either. <laughs> but. Um, it's just, it's just. Why would you do that in San Francisco? Also, that's the thing. Was she like, I'm gonna head on and do this now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this on. Is she? Is she? It's almost like she wanted the confrontation. Yeah, hmm. but I mean, it's like I wasn't there and I didn't see a video or I didn't see anything from it. I didn't know what what happened, so I don't know. I mean, it, obviously, if people are leaving and pissed, it's got to be, you know really tra- traumatic and terrible for everyone. Yeah. You know, so I can't, I don't know. 
I don't know. But there have been a lot of instances of homophobia where um, it kind of goes ignored in a way. Like people like Chris Brown mm-hmm. talking about Frank Ocean and, you know, right. you know, like, or, you know, 50 Cent has made anti-gay remarks. There's a lot of anti-gay stuff all over. Um, even um, somebody like Adam Carolla who oh, was talking God, about yeah. how transgendered people are, I don't remember the quote exactly, were disgusting. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like, I think there's a flash of anger towards these people and they're kind of a need to apologize. And like Tracy Morgan actually did very, very, very kind of intense work apologizing. You know, he went to GLAAD and he went through all this sort of stuff in order to kind of rectify what had happened. And um, it's not like a lot lot of other people do that. You know, a lot lot of other people are like saying sorry and, and yet we're not holding them to these remarks, you know, it kind of goes away pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yet with Michelle Schock, I don't think it's going to go away. It's not, it, it, it's not something that people are going to overlook yeah, later. No. You know, it. it's very, that's why it's so tough. It's so final. But at the same time, this has happened so much in music, so, so much, much in music. And uh, why are these other people not held accountable? And why is she so accountable it's almost it, if someone has a jesus complex <laughs> she really has one now you know that if, if you have that i think that you know be, you're being victimized and you're you know because of your beliefs and that that's you know it, it's kind of like oh it's weirdly coming true for her and um so it's kind of a martyrdom but uh right. there's a lot of there's a lot of sinners quote-unquote sinners talking about how they don't they don't uh like gays and all this stuff so to me it's it's really rather unfair I'd love to crucify Chris Brown. I'm sorry if we want to give him a martyr complex. I'm all for it. Well, with I him, know that's where do you even but... start and the shit that you pissed off at him about? You know. <sighs> well, the first thing, terrible music. Terrible music. <laughs> terrible. That's number one. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just not. It's it, it's unconscionable. The music. And I can go pretty low as far as my pop, as you know. Like I will. How low will you go? I think there was a, it wasn't him, but there was a Justin Bieber song on that mix that I made you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a Glee remix, but you know, mm-hmm. I was. There was. Like, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> that's, that's how low that's, I can, that's, I just That's what gives that. you the cred there, right? Yeah. <laughs> that it was a Glee remix. It was Glee. <laughs> I'm so moated. Well, just like Michelle Shock, I've always believed Justin Bieber to be a lesbian. He as is well. such a so lesbian. He's such a lesbian. He's such a beautiful <laughs> lesbian that you'd meet at the gym. Oh, God. And he's he's living the dream because he's never wearing a shirt. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So good. She's like a bar, she's like a bar back at the end up. <laughs> you know, like it's that kind of like really cute girl that you would really just see. Really young. Really super young, mm-hmm. but just tough. Yeah. Soft butch. <laughs> Soft baby butch. <laughs> so cute. I really think of him as a woman. I, so, some people, I know that they are... Um, you know, in their gender, and I know that they're, you know, but I perceive them as other things. Like, mm-hmm. if I, like, I just perceive Justin Bieber as a woman, and I, I just, and I started talking to Susie Orman about Justin Bieber, and she also was, like, going crazy for him. So I think that she, in my mind, I believe Susie Orman thinks that he's a woman also. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> she, wants, she wants to manage his money. Exactly. She wants to handle his, his coins. Yes. <laughs> But he, um, so that, that, well, yeah, I don't, I, Beeb is all right. Yeah, no, I, I'm just making fun of him, but, uh. He's had a really bad week with the, with the, he couldn't get into the club with, um, whatever, uh, 
what uh, who was trying he, he trying to get some 14 year old into I know Willow Smith or something yeah I think what happens with his cars is worse he has really bad automotive luck uh, little twist he loans little twist his Ferrari constantly yeah and that's how that paparazzi died was trying to get a picture of the car right on the, the 405 at Sepulveda. But now Little Twist is driving the Hummer, I think. Oh, really? I Ew. think he switched over to the Hummer. Like I think he gave him an SUV because of that uh, accident. No, not give it to him, but he, he drives a yeah. larger vehicle now. Oh, can you imagine how small they look in that car? I mean, do they have phone books in there? To, like, Probably like it's a little seat, like a booster seat. <laughs> totally. They're under like the amount of weight and they have to actually drive in a booster seat in those cars. Oh, no. They should all just get a smart car. Oh. They really should. Yeah. They but I've, fit I've seen Justin Bieber perform live mm-hmm. before. Uh, actually, I'm ashamed to say a few times now. Wow. And, well, only because of my exposure to like him on like television shows. Like I've seen him on a few TV shows in the audience or kind of backstage. Uh-huh. So he's really a great performer. I mean, it's really, it, you know, I don't really, I don't really know that much about pop music, but I think he's really pretty great. And then I saw him at the Grammys and he was playing my exact same guitar. Wow. So it, it's, uh, it seems that Gibson um, gave him a hummingbird also, as, as they did Emmy Lou Harris. Wow. Poor, wow. poor, poor Emmy Lou Harris. I was very upset about that. This is also, really? She's one of my heroes. She was, um, I guess, she had a hit and run. And uh, she hit somebody and then took off. But she, I tend to believe her, claims she didn't know she hit somebody. You know, that's possible. Yeah. You could not know that you hit somebody and... You know, she hit a car or a pedestrian? A, a car. Wow. Another car. And then left the scene. But, you know, you could maybe not know. I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's something like, like somebody like Emily, Emily Harris, you think, I, th- there's no way that I could possibly be angry at her. She's such a songbird. Yeah. Yeah. She's so beautiful. And she's a great singer. She didn't know. She didn't know. She's she's, she doesn't have a mean hit and run bone bo- in, her, in her body. <laughs> And how many people are really tuned into what's going on around their car, especially these days? She's probably tweeting because, you know, she's a songbird. Yeah. But yeah, no, people are not paying attention when they're driving. And I think there's a lot. Oh, of, not at all. No, like, no. Clipping into because each other. of texting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm out on like, oh, you know what's the worst? When, it, when I'm in my motorcycle because I can see into people's cars yeah. and because I'm on a different level than a car. So I can see them in a way that they don't realize they're being seen and everybody is texting either that or they're punishing their child like they're turning around and spanking their child while they're driving <laughs> or um, they're, they're eating a full three-course meal on their dashboard everything but driving exactly. everything but driving i mean it's really crazy and then um i'm like i'm here i'm gonna fucking run right into you if you don't move like if you just like don't see me you are gonna like cut me off and that's like so bad because i really try to get people's attention when i'm on on mm-hmm. bike but Man, it's really the texting. It's just really crippled us as drivers. It's it unbelievable. Really Everyone is in a trance now. Yes. Because, I mean, I love having a phone and the the mobility of it, but the world is in a trance. Yes. People walking wherever they are. Their people are glued to a little device in front of their face. Mm-hmm. And they're so unaware of the apparent. That's parenting now. Mm-hmm. You let the child run riot and you just check your Facebook. Yeah. Or you give the kid one of those little machines and that shuts them up for a period of time. Yeah, it's but, like a substitute it's the, parent. the parent is there, like, doing that. And the kids are running... Cr- I saw this guy the other day. He had about six kids. 
and he's on his phone. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you don't, you you don't get allowed. to procreate that much <laughs> yeah. and then shut down and play a game. Yeah. You you actively do that because this is your fault. That's, you yeah, did this. it's totally your fault. Yeah, you're you not can't run away in, 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 on whatever whatever it is that you're doing on that little screen. You have to come out now and take care of this shit. Exactly. Because it's yours. Exactly. That's so why terrible. I resisted getting one for so long because I know I'll fall into it, you know, but it's a like, phone I don't or a child. <laughs> Both. Um, yeah, I think I'd have, I'd be more likely to get a child at this point than at the rate I'm going with this getting a new phone. It's like I can't do the iPhone, you know, Samsung. I can't make the decision. It's not like automatic or stick shift mm-hmm. where I've solely chosen one. It's and this is another decision where once mm-hmm. you make it, you're stuck for two years. That's true. And 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 we kind of lose you too because mm-hmm. once somebody gets one of those phones, you don't see them anymore because yeah, their like, face is always. You, it's like you a know, new you know people. Yeah. yeah, you know people that have them, and that you the whole time they're like, look what my phone just did. <laughs> it, it is the new child, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, I love too, like you know, when they say, "Oh, I'm adopting an iPhone." You're not adopting okay. an iPhone. Oh, you wanker! Ew, oh my God, you just that? made that decision Apple for me. speak. It's Apple speak. They're adopters. Ew. See now I don't now that just put another you know point in the Samsung you know column, it's and, that, like, and that's why the white ones are always gone first. <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrible joke. That's a horrible joke. <laughs> My God! <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. That's awful. No, no, no. That is the best one. I will take credit for it. No, I'll no. say it. No, but I mean, it's um, Samsung is pretty kind of. They're coming back at iPhone with the. Would they have a big touch screen now? They have mm-hmm. this big. It's sort of a cross between an iPhone and I guess an iPad. It's in the middle. It's a little larger and it's a big screen, but it's your phone. But it's very. It's like it maybe a little smaller than a Kindle, and it's really amazing. And I see them all over Koreatown as I go there often now. And it's totally like, I don't know, people are so involved now because it's just like now they can just dive into exactly it, you know? I don't want to do that you know and I the reason I pick an iPhone is because it's smaller and I don't want a big old thing in my pocket yeah, yeah. and I just use a phone pretty much as a phone like I can be around a computer it's, mm-hmm. that's fine I don't need to update my Facebook that much because I have to put thought into my statuses I'm not just going to blurt something out so I just I don't know I want to but that is what people do though people are um, constantly even if you go to a show now, everybody's mm-hmm. taking a photo of something. Oh, yeah. they are and they're not watching anymore. Yeah. Right. Like everybody's now, they're watching through that little screen. Mm-hmm. We don't actually look at the thing anymore. Or there's somebody in the back tweeting about <sighs> right. this or that. You go to the, mo- I'm at the movies and some bloke in front of me is on Facebook. And I just want to go, if you don't want to be here, that that's a big thing too. The texting in the movies, which I hate. Yeah, that's uh, so weird. Like, and, why do people um, do that? Why go to the movie? Don't go to the movie. It's like, do you you had an extra twenty seven dollars? <laughs> give it to me, and I'll buy the DVD and I'll stay home. <laughs> no. Movie theaters are having a hard time because younger people aren't coming to the movies as much mm-hmm. because there's a the, because of the no texting rules, mm. and they're thinking about easing that up oh, and allowing no. more texting. Mm. I think they should just leave one screen dark. All day long <laughs> and charge people fifteen dollars <laughs> and text your ass off. Go That's crazy. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great idea. And you idea. just show some random something on there. Because they're not what I, 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 I go to the movies because I want to go see a movie. I'm exactly. not in there to like, oh, I'm gonna check this and I'm gonna tweet and I'm whatever. Okay, is it you know, how can you follow along? No, it's and it's disruptive. When I'm in a theater and I see the lights come on of somebody's phone, I'm taken out of the story. 
You know, it's kind of taken a lot of the magic out of going to a movie. Yeah. Like it's very, it's disruptive. There's it's just no light. suspension of disbelief anymore because no. there's, oh, I'm in a room with a bunch of inconsiderate people. Yay. But that's it. People, we've lost that imagination too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because I think this society is spoiled in a way that you have access to everything in your hand. Oh, somebody made this movie. So what? It yeah. doesn't matter. You're on stage. I don't care. I've yeah. got my life. That's yeah. the most insulting. You know, you know what it is, too? It's like, you know, always like on Christmas Day, you'd give some child a, an elaborate toy and they end up playing with the box. Yeah. That sort uh-huh. of thing. We're playing with the box. Right. That's right. what the phone is. It's the box. Yes. Now, it's a nicer box. Yes. But when I see people at Disneyland or places like that, you go, this isn't enough stimulation for you. You've <laughs> got to be on your phone. Exactly. Or, or when people are out to, to eat and they're all sitting there on their phone. I know. Texting to someone weird. else. Yeah. And you just think that that's why we've lost as a society because we don't know how to look at each other and talk mm-hmm. to each Interact other anymore. in mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Love the one you're with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to we're going to start a new movement called Landline. <laughs> I'm just going to be really like just I'm just only going to use my phone at home. And I have call waiting now. So it's totally uh, it's totally girls just want to have fun video. Yeah. Uh, on the phone. I know. The and screen. In the middle of the night, my says, what you gonna do with your life? That's on the outgoing message for your answering machine that's yeah. hooked up to your landline <laughs> on the tape. You can hear the tape and somebody's going to use up all your tape. That's uh-huh. what I miss too. When you would make a really great outgoing oh, message. Oh, I know. It's so good. I know. You, you don't do that anymore. I don't like, you know, I just like, I just, I don't, I don't even know what's on there. It just goes to something. <laughs> yeah. The production number. you would do, you get three or four people there. Hey, <laughs> not here. Oh shit. Another take, another take. Everybody get together. That's Come great. on. <laughs> Like a like Brian Mallow, was it that part of the Mallow Collie albums? As a as an outgoing as message, an out, I believe you had an outgoing message that was something that was related. Probably, to, probably. We, we need to update our listeners about the Brian Mallow series of albums, and yeah. um, it was a lot. It was a Brian Mallow is a comedian that lived with Jim in the nineties, and um, his name inspired a lot of song parodies and also subsequently albums so do you remember i can't remember what i just remember mallow collie we called it with the first disc we put out or cassette was called mallow collie and the infinite sadness and we would just riff on his name my my good buddy robert hawkins and i we would just sit around you know and this is why both of us have no career because everybody else is working on scripts and doing things and we were sitting in a room with guitars making songs up about my roommate's name we went, I remember one night we were doing, uh, we would walk, his name is Mallow, so we'd work at his like, you know, Gallows Pole would be Mallow's Pole. <laughs> or, um, you know, 500 Mallow's, I would 500 Mallow's. And we would put bits of his act in there. And we're in the living room one night and we're making all these jokes about his name. And we realize he's in his, he's in his room with his girlfriend. And we're out there making fun of him without guitars, <laughs> like a couple of assholes. <laughs> Oh, completely loaded. useless. <laughs> Complete, but you know what? We got so much joy out of that. It was so funny. I love those albums. It was a, they call me Brian Mallow. <laughs> Quite right. I don't know why you say Mallow. I say goodbye. Mallow, Mallow. <laughs> mallow, don't Mallow. Know why I say Mallow. You say Mallow. <laughs> but I mean, it, the effort the, that you put into it. And it was so funny. Did you have a soundboard or something? 
too. Like, you really went for it. No, it was just, like, it was so, it was so uh, lo-fi. <laughs> it was a, a little cassette recorder and the guitars and we would just sit around and. Uh, really catchy. Really funny. We, it was, yeah, it was good. I don't know why we did it, but it was just so much fun. Yeah, I'd love to say it was the drugs, but it wasn't no, with no, you. No, no, not with That's you. That's the thing. No. Have you ever been mallow? <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> Goodbye, the mallow brick road. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been mallow? <laughs> really? Mallow, is there anybody <laughs> in the- <laughs> okay, no way we're going to top that. We are the Monsters of Talk. You can tweet us at Monsters of Talk. You can tweet me at Margaret Cho. You can tweet Jim. At Jimmy Shelter. Where can they tweet you, Scott? At the Scott Silverman. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Scott. Um, Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Jim. You are awesome. And um, we're going to keep you for another half hour because we're going to do another episode. Cool. But um, please keep listening. You can download us on... Uh, oh, no, you can you can download us from iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can hear us on SoundCloud.com. Um, please keep listening. Please tweet at us. Anything. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.